The term walk, as Paul uses it, is a way of life, a manner of living. And it is a fact that each one of us is walking, as Paul would say, in some way. He says our way of life, the manner of living, must be to walk worthy. The word worthy means worth the price paid for us. Worthy of the name that we bear, which is the name of Jesus Christ. And how awesome a responsibility that our Christian life is to be worthy, worth the price that God paid to buy us, which was the blood, the death of Jesus Christ. There was a fine Baptist layman in Texas who for a number of years was the treasurer of the Baptist General Convention of Texas there and a member of the First Baptist Church of Dallas. His name was R.A. Springer, man of great note, of great honor as a Baptist layman. R.A. Springer told this story several years ago before his death, how one night very late, in fact it was very early in the morning, it was before dawn, his phone rang and when he answered it, there was a close friend of his from church on the other end of the line. And the friend said, R.A., I want you to meet me at your office because I want to talk to you. He said, well, can't it wait till morning, man? It's the middle of the night. He said, no, it can't wait. I have to talk to you now. Well, not understanding his friend's trouble, not wanting to quiz him on the phone, R.A. Springer agreed to meet him. He dressed hurriedly, made his way to downtown Dallas and into the Baptist building. And when he came upstairs to his office, he found the man pacing the floor in front of his office door. They went in to talk. And the man said, R.A., yesterday a man asked me if I was a Christian. R.A. Springer said to his friend, Is that all you wanted? He said, Why, of course you're a Christian. You've been a member of the church and a Christian all of your life. You and I have worked together in the church, sung in the choir together. Of course you're a Christian. Why should that bother you? He said, well, R.A., I've worked in the same office with that man for the last six years. R.A. Springer said, then I understood my friend's distress. We talked a while and then we prayed. He said, I prayed first and then my friend prayed and when he came to the end of his prayer, he said something like this, God, if you'll forgive me, I'll never work with another man six years before he knows I'm a Christian. God, if you'll forgive me, I'll never work with another man for six months before he knows that I'm a Christian. And he said, oh God, just let me live. Until I get to the office today, that man's lost. And I wonder what the world at large around us that does not see us in the familiar and normal settings of the church thinks about our relationship to God. What is to be our aim in the Christian life? It is, as Paul has stated here, that we walk worthy of the Lord worth the price that was paid to buy us, which is the precious blood that Jesus shed on the cross. Let us examine our text for elements and things about the worthy walk. The first and obvious question is, 
How can any person, any individual, any human walk worthy of the name of Jesus, be worth the price that was paid to buy our salvation? In verse 9, he says, We have prayed that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and understanding. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, the same writer again echoing a similar sentiment. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind in order that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All of us live by some will. Some people live by self-will and the rule of their life is I will do what I please. Some people live by the will of their friends, very easily influenced, pushed or pulled this way or that, going whichever way the pressure is the greatest with no individuality. But the only answer for the Christian is that he must live by a knowledge of God's will. Paul says in Colossians that the knowledge of God's will will be accompanied by wisdom and spiritual understanding. He says in Romans 12 that when you have presented your whole life your body as a living sacrifice unto God, then and only then will you be able to prove, to establish what is the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. So how can you walk worthy of God one way? Worth the price paid only by one way, by knowledge of God's will. God's will is revealed in God's Word and God never contradicts Himself. Sometimes we're prone to feel as though God led us to do certain things. Well, how does it stack up with the Scripture? If it doesn't stack up with the Scripture, it wasn't God that led you to do it. Unless God's gone schizophrenic. Because God does not lead anybody to do anything that contradicts His Word. And it is by abiding in His Word, by submitting ourselves to Him, you said, well... What about commitment? Yes, and a committed Christian will be a Christian who is in God's Word. There's no question about it. You may gauge the level of your commitment by your hunger and thirst for the Word of God. For the Christian life is the life of Christ. And everywhere that Jesus is in control, He will lead us into His Word. There's only one rule of faith and practice for the Christian. It is the Word of God. Nothing added, nothing taken away. How can we walk worthy? By knowledge of God's will. What then is the goal of the worthy walk? Again in our text in verse 10, the goal of the worthy walk, as Paul says, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. In other words, unto His full satisfaction. The goal of the Christian life is one thing. It is to please God every day in all of the ways in which we live. And you cannot please yourself and please God. It cannot be done. For God's thoughts and ways are totally indifferent than our ways, than our thoughts. Everybody has a goal in life. 
That goal may not be very high. It may not be very distinct. It may be nebulous. It may not be formulated or put down in words. But all of us have a goal in life because life without a goal is meaningless. What are your goals in life? If you are a Christian, there is only one answer, only one goal worth having, and that is to be altogether pleasing to God. We're not told to be as good as other people. We're not told to draw our sense of self-worth, our sense of acceptance from what others say or do. We are told to walk worthy unto His full satisfaction. Not to be as good as anyone else, but to be as good as God desires that we be. In Luke 18... The Lord Jesus illustrates the difference. Both people were religious people. But here is a parable that Jesus told. The goal of the worthy walk not to please ourselves or to please men, but to please God. Luke 18, beginning in verse 9. And he, that is Jesus, spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not so much as lift his eyes to heaven but smote his breast and said, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself shall be abased, and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. The goal of the worthy walk is not to measure up to the standards of society. It is not to measure up to the standards of the world. It is not to measure up to the standards that others set by their conduct. For the Christian marches to the tune of a different drummer and takes his orders from a different commanding officer. And that officer is Jesus Christ. And that goal is to please Him in all things. The world may say, is that all Hitler, as Mussolini as Mao Zedong and Ho Chi Minh said, that the ends justify the means. But God said, if you would please me, then be like Jesus. And it is never right to try to serve God by being ungodly. The ends do not justify the means. For the goal of the worthy walk is to please Him. To walk worthy under His full satisfaction. What are the elements of the worthy walk? Again in our text. We find them in verses 10 through 12. The first is the element of fruitfulness. That you might walk worthy unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work. This word for fruitfulness is the word for a perennial fruit, that which continues to grow season after season, not that which must be replanted, but rather perennial fruit that comes up year after year after year. 
reproducing after our own kind. What is our kind? What we produce will prove it. Not what we say, but what our lives demonstrate. Fruitfulness for the Christian means, of course, the fruit of other Christians. And it is the natural, the normal, the automatic thing for a Christian to reproduce the likeness of Christ through witnessing, through evangelism in the lives of other people. It is unnatural for a Christian not to reproduce others. There is also, as Scripture mentions, this same writer, the fruit of the Spirit. And what is that? The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 to 26. Paul says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. What you produce will prove it. Is the fruit of your life love, joy, peace, patience? Gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control. No, then you're not walking in the Spirit and the product of your life is not the product of God's will. It is the product of self. There is no other way around it unless God is inconsistent, impotent, and powerless he cannot be present in a life without reproducing his own likeness. And the fruitfulness of our lives will prove what our kind is, no matter what we say. How long has it been since you reproduced? How long has it been since you influenced someone to Christ? Do you lead people toward Christ or do you yourself wander away from Him? Fruitfulness is an element of the worthy walk. And then note that steady growth is an element of the worthy walk. For he says in verse 10, Increasing in the knowledge of God. How long has it been since a part of your life was mastered and turned over to His control? Are you any better now than you were a month ago? Do you walk more closely with Him than you have in the past? In the life that is the Christian life, if you do not grow, then you're not standing still, you're going backwards. For the Christian life is like nature. When growth ceases, death sets in. And rigor mortis takes hold. Steady growth is an element of the worthy walk. And then notice in verse 11, 
To be perfectly empowered for the living of the life is an element of the worthy walk. For he says, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. It is not difficult to live the Christian life. It is impossible. It's not hard to be a Christian. It's impossible. And where God wants us is at that point of realization that there is absolutely nothing that we can do to please God. For God has never asked anybody to please Him. All that He has asked is that we surrender control of our lives and allow Jesus to live His life through us. God has never asked us to be good enough. He has asked us only to give our lives completely to Christ. He can and will do it through us as we let Him and as we give Him control. So there's fruitfulness, growth, power, and then there is joyous endurance. For we are to be strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Now somehow the natural mind of man would never connect patience, which most of us see as tight-lipped endurance of unpleasantness, and long-suffering, which we see as just being hanging with it no matter what happens, with joy. But God does. For the product of the worthy walk as the Lord reproduces the likeness of Christ in us is that, yes, we are patient, Yes, we are long-suffering, but with that, we are joyful. The idea is the idea of steadfastness. Standing where you are, planting your feet, and standing there alone if you have to. It takes courage. It takes more courage to stand for Jesus than it does to do anything else in the world. It's easy to sit around and talk about standing, but then it's a different matter to stand. Paul writes and he says, having done all to stand. Ephesians chapter 6, when you've done all that you can, when you have done all that God wants you to do, when you have clothed yourself with His armor, with the full armor of God, then you stand. Alone if you have to but you stand. And the promise of God is that there will be perfect power to sustain you through that experience as through any other experience of life. And then in verse 12, not only joy to accompany the standing, not only joy to accompany whatever comes along, but thanksgiving. For he says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, it says in the King James, or which has made us worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul makes a very strange demand of us. And yet, this entire closing portion of 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Thessalonians rather, 1 Thessalonians 5 12 through 26 is a very good guideline to effective Christian living. 
And one thing that he says, and it sounds strange for him to say it because it's not reasonable according to the way that we think, but he says this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What are we seeking to do in the worthy walk? We're seeking to please God. And the first question that Paul answers talking about walking worthily is that you please Him by the knowledge of His will. And then he tells us here that you establish His will and you're able to determine it because in everything, if you give thanks, that is God's will in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just as Romans 8.28 does not say that all things are good, it says that all things work together for good to them who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Here He says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The book of Proverbs says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. How do you walk worthy? By His will. The goal of the worthy walk And oh, how wonderful it is for a Christian to understand that the purpose of the Christian life is not to make us happy, it is to please God. How? By knowledge of His will. Why? What is the goal? To please God in all ways. The elements of it are fruit, growth, power, endurance, and thanksgiving. The worthy walk is God's imperative. It is His demand. It is standard equipment, not an option. It is what He desires for every one of us. Paul said, I beseech you therefore that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. And the question to be dealt with in worship tonight is very simply this. Is your life as it is lived day by day, worth the price that God paid to buy it? Is it worth the blood of Jesus? It is, if committed to Him, the worthy walk is your experience day by day. If not, there is in Him forgiveness, cleansing, restoration, healing, comfort, uplift. There is in Him the answer to every need, the comfort for every sorrow. What He would have you do, do it tonight. You can begin the worthy walk by knowledge of His will through confession, cleansing, thanksgiving. It can begin tonight if you'll let him do it. May we pray. Father, I thank you that though no one of us is 
or ever will be within our own selves worthy of anything that you have done for us. That you loved us still, and that you loved us enough to pay the high and awful price of the blood of Jesus to buy our salvation. Father, cleanse us. Take us. Do with us anything you want to do. But Lord, may we begin or return to the worthy walk tonight that we might be pleasing to you above all else. Now, Father, accept our commitment. Honor yourself through us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.